and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Sam and Mion. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And in the past, we've gone through the libraries of a few consoles, right? We ranked our favorite GameCube games. We ranked our favorite PS3 games. This week, I think we decided we'd do something a little different, but kind of in that same vein. We were thinking about making a tier list of all of the major consoles that we're familiar with. So actually, yeah, Connor, you had this idea, and I think you kind of aped it off of Donkey's latest video. Yeah, so, uh, so to be clear, I didn't watch that video. I just saw that Donkey was doing a console tier it's list. It's a very thought, funny video. Yeah, and I thought it would be funny to do our own. So. All right, yeah, so maybe we should just get started. I think, so just for the sake of everyone, I'm not going to try and talk about the first and second generation consoles because I literally know next to nothing about, you know, like an Atari 2600. All right, so, but I'm going to tell you, Pong is really good. Uh, Pitfall, it's pretty all right. Uh, wasn't out at the time, but Halo 2600, pretty good. <laughs> okay. That's more. All right, okay, and so before we start proper, we're, I'm just going to get this out of the way. We're going to talk through, deliberate the pros and cons of each one, at the and at the end, rank them all in a tiered list, anywhere from S, A, B, C, D, E, or F. Okay, okay, so so just to be clear, clear, are we ranking it when we're done talking about that individual console, or are we going to rank them all at the end? I was thinking about ranking them all at the end, but what do you guys think? I think I, I think I want to have the deliberation fresh in my mind when I rank them. Okay, okay, so we we can uh, we can deliberate, rank, and then proceed. Okay, yeah. so first of all, the good okay. old well, not technically first of all, third generation. The first console we're going to consider is the NES or Nintendo Entertainment System. I mean, this is one of my favorite consoles. I, uh, it's probably I have a, I have an NES and an SNES, but I've definitely played my well. So, do it, you have it, the classics, or do you actually have the old console? Oh, I, I, I got the classic first, but then I decided to go back and buy an actual NES. Really? Uh, yeah, the first time I actually played an NES that I remember was actually in college. My roommate Josh had one. And uh, I remember, like, I had grown up on Angry Video Game Nerd, and I was just kind of convinced that there weren't good games before the Super Nintendo. And uh, me and Josh sat down, and we played Super Mario Bros. 3 uh, one day, and I was like, holy crap, like, this thing's incredible. Like, yeah. th- there's, like, an art to the simplicity of these games, and they're so good. And now, like, Castlevania is, uh, Castlevania and Castlevania 3 are two of my all-time favorite games. I've played those so many times. I have never beaten either of them. I've gotten to Dracula and Castlevania 1 a bunch, but I haven't beaten it yet. Yeah, so my relationship with the NES is interesting, right? Like, I've said many times on the show that N64 was my first console, so I have experienced NES through, like, virtual consoles. And what I will say is, like, I definitely don't have the same experience you do, or as, you know, someone who grew up with it, but I definitely can appreciate how game makers at that time were able to do so much with so little, right? Like, Mario is just run and jump, and uh, they were able to crank out, like, a beautiful work of level design that's still hailed today as, like, one of oh, the yeah, all-time I mean, greats. How many 1-1 you know? analysis videos are there? Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it, and it's just sort of, uh, I guess, kicking off the whole storied history of Nintendo's creativity in this industry with this console. Yeah, I will say cons, though, uh, because it's not perfect. The controller kind of sucks, in my opinion. Yeah, the controller is... Depends. If you get the dog bone controller, it's pretty good. 
the uh, the dog bone controller is uh, so shaped I don't know more. what that is. But like it, the original it, controller is very angular and rectangular. Yeah, the original controller is literally just a rectangle, and it yeah. is not very fun to hold for very long. In its defense, Nintendo didn't anticipate anybody playing their games for very long back then. You know, games were like an hour or two long, tops. Right, and back then, you know, like saving wasn't a thing, and that was to yeah, artificially I think Legend of Zelda was like, the first game with a save battery. Like, yeah. So, so you had all that, but uh, they they did later release the. Uh, the top loader NES and the uh, the dog bone controller, which is just uh, it's basically the SNES shape, but the NES layout. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't. That's that's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen this controller, but I believe you. I, I've held one. They're all right. I actually just from a I'm nostalgic for things I didn't experience sometimes, and from a nostalgia perspective, yeah. I like the original controller more. <clears throat> the the other con. Uh, the rate of failure on the NES is actually weirdly high uh, for Nintendo. Because, really? Yeah. Well, this so they made this, this was their first console, you know. So. Okay, so that's that's the thing. The original Famicom has a way lower failure rate than the NES because in America they didn't want it to look like a toy. So they they had that weird like you open the front and you slide the game in and lock it in place oh, I uh, to make that. it. They wanted it to be more like a VCR. And, okay, so uh, what it, that it, does, it's not self-cleaning. Like uh, most uh, top-loading consoles are self-cleaning, the NES is not, and so it gets dirty really easily. And also, like the mechanical parts of that whole experience fail really easy. I had to replace them in that's mine. That's interesting. So just, just you know, ignorant question here: Famicom and NES are the same thing, right? They are just the same. One was thing. in Japan, one was in the states. Right. Okay. Yes. They look a little different. Like the Famicom does not look like the NES in the States, but yeah, fundamentally they're the same thing. Yeah, the Famicom like had the controllers like naturally attached to it, and I think the cords yeah. were smaller and stuff. The Famicom looks cooler in my opinion, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks kind of like the Canadian flag. <laughs> yeah. And and it also just it had a lot of shovelware on it, the NES. Like Did it really? Oh my god. The, I think yeah. the NES probably had the most games. Of of like any console, like it had so many. Like right, I, I mean, I'm, like I'm not too uh, familiar with you know the ins and outs of the industry back then, but I imagine like any third parties that existed, every everyone yeah. was putting their games on this thing, right? Like yeah, because the master the system wasn't really in America. Like this this was the only skin in the game really in the U.S. at the time. Like the NES yeah. was it. The, you know, the video game crash had happened. The you had Atari system. in this generation. Atari Twenty Six Hundred yeah, yeah. was. But Atari had like, just gone. Oh, Atari okay, had just okay. gone bankrupt. Like I think from the video game crash. No, the Atari Atari was still in the game until the Jaguar, which was okay. Well oh, into sorry. I believe the hold on. Let me. Yeah, Atari seventy eight hundred was a thing during yeah. this time period. So just you uh, know, I, I have this uh, this nifty graphic pulled up. Third generation went from nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety, according to this thing. But Atari made games for the NES, I think. But anyway, I, I, yeah, they might have. So anyway, it, it doesn't really matter. We're not, not going to talk about Atari yeah. here. But um, really, the only meaningful skin in the game was Nintendo at the time. Like so, uh, it, it, it outsold its contemporaries yeah. by by so much they don't matter. I mean, by so much they became a pillar of the industry. Really, yeah, you know, so. uh, yeah. No, I mean, the NES sold so well that Nintendo is still relevant today, despite never, ever winning another console generation. Yeah, I 
Well, we? No, I don't think it? so. Really? Huh. Okay. Maybe. But I'm pretty we, sure we outsold everything. No, we outsold everything, I believe. Yeah, I'm I pretty sure we outsold PS3 and 360. I'll check. Every, well, every I'll, I'll check when we get to it. Yeah. So anyway, so where do we want to rank the NES? I mean, I think there's only one spot, right? Oh, yeah, it's S tier. I mean, it started the industry. It um yeah. I mean, it, in my mind, it like it was when the industry really started. It was when games really started getting good. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, sure if we have older listeners, that they're probably yelling at us right now. But yeah, well, I mean, I, definitely I mean, I think, from my perspective, I think perspective. even they would like sort of agree. Like any like that's when you got your Mario's, your Zelda's, your your like. It's just when, when things really got good was the NES. Yeah. I mean, there you know there were games that were fun to play before that, but like nobody was really attempting a story. Nobody was really. It, it was all like home arcade experiences, which are fine. I like right. you know I like arcade games, but I gotta gotta put the NES in S tier. I, I think anything else would be blasphemous. Yeah, I I agree. And so for the interest of time, because there's a lot of consoles, let's uh, move on to the next console. Yeah. Uh, do we, so do we want Sega to talk about? Yeah. Sega Master System. So I didn't I've not had a Sega Master System. So this one's a little harder to talk about. Um, they weren't particularly popular in the States, as far as I know. Uh, but in uh, in a lot of other countries, like I, I've heard a lot about the Master System in Brazil. And like because the Master System was prevalent in a lot of other countries, like the Master System got Sonic one and two like. This thing got, and I think it's super interesting because the Master System is 8-bit, so it got versions of games that were really interesting. Uh, it also had, um, the Master System had the, these really cool game cases that were like, it was like on a grid, and, and you would have like one sprite from the game on this grid, like on this white, you know, like grid paper, graph paper looking box, and that was like, that was just how you made a Master System box, and that's what they all look like, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> a couple points, right? Like, first point, you know, Sonic, right? Like, we know Sonic is the king of memes today, but back then, he was seen as, like, the mascot of the industry next to Mario, right? Like, yeah. back and, and then... And notably, it, Sonic did not come to the Master System before the Genesis. He came to both at the same time. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yes. So... Uh, if you've played the Game Gear version of Sonic the Hedgehog, you've played uh, something very similar to the Master System version. But the fact that it exists, I think, is extremely interesting. Yeah. And uh, I think it's got this huge cultural presence around the world. A lot of people remember it very fondly. I I don't think I would ever uh, pick one up. I'm not much of a Sega guy, if I'm yeah, being Yeah, I mean, like, I think, you know, just to make an analogy to today, I feel like... A Nintendo slash Sega back then was what Sony and Microsoft kind of are now, right? Like the two yeah. major console yeah, manufacturers. Yeah. Yeah. Although so, I I don't think Sega was really a Titan yet in the days of the Master System. It was. Uh, yeah, I think Genesis is more where that. Yeah, happened, it was Master right? System into Genesis, and like some places were still stuck with a Master System, but notably they still got like these games weren't bad. They were just not 16-bit, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's got its cons. I don't think the Master System quite lives up to the NES for me. Um, anybody else got any arguments for or against it? No, yeah. I, I don't even. I didn't even know what the Master System was until I like had to research it. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I'll just defer to your opinion on this because 
Sega consoles as a whole, I really don't have any experience with. Like, I always knew they were there. It's just I was always a Nintendo guy growing up and then became a PlayStation guy. and Just well, never had uh, the opportunity to give Sega a fair shake. Yeah, I, I've not... The only Sega console I've owned is a Dreamcast, but I, I've done... Like, I, I watch all, a lot of retro YouTube and stuff, and uh, I gotta say, I mean, Master System, it's not the NES, but... And so it, it barely slides into this spot, I think. But I've also got to put it S tier, I think. Yeah. Gotta you gotta respect the legacy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the fact I mean Sonic I mean you've seen Sonic and like putting Sonic next to like Super Mario Bros. three and like the idea that they got that Sonic game down to run on an eight bit console is just incredible. And uh you gotta give them a lot of points for that. Can't disagree with that. Are we ready yep. to move on to the fourth generation of consoles? Uh, I'm ready. So, uh, or wait, where's the Game Boy Land? Is that fourth, uh, gen? fourth, fourth gen? Yeah. Okay. Fourth generation, 1987 to 1995, starting with the Super Nintendo. Oh yeah. I mean, what do you what do you even say about the Super Nintendo? Yeah, it has what? A for the past. It's got Super Mario World. I mean, <clears throat> well, the interesting thing to me about the Super Nintendo is the fact that it has so many games that I, I'm just now discovering that still completely 100% hold my attention and still are timeless. You know, like, I feel like a lot of the games on this console could be made today and be hailed I mean, as Street Fighter 2 on the SNES? Mwah, chef's kiss. Like, no, I, I well, I'm just thinking in terms of Zelda, you know, like, oh, we've yeah. got Link's Awakening. We've got A Link to the Past. We've got... Link's Awakening like, was Game Boy. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Link's Awakening was 8-bit. It was on the Game Boy. Well, still, A Link to the Past. I mean, a Link to the Past is the only Zelda game on SNES, but yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it carries its weight, you know? Yeah. And, and Super and I think Mario World, where Donkey we saw Kong Country 1 and 2. Mario Kart as well, right? Oh my god, yeah. Mo- Mode 7 games alone. Like, this yeah. was kind of console's first foray into a meaningful 3D. Uh, the SNES got a Doom port. It's bad. <laughs> It's bad. It runs really bad, but I mean, it's there. It got this. Uh, it's it's on like a bl- uh, a bright red cartridge. I have a copy of it. It's so cool. But it's like you know, it, it's super like letterboxed and stuff to get it to run at a playable frame rate. And p- playable is a strong like term. Fifteen <laughs> FPS. Yeah, it's really low. At fifteen, I think is right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know, like the. There's just, I feel like this one's just obvious. There's like no arguing that it isn't no, I mean, just, here, you know? Like, uh, yeah, like even looking away, like obviously the SNES is like a huge jump in technology and all, but I mean, what you're really looking at is game design. And like, I think the the two games you look at that make the SNES like a pillar here are Super Metroid and The Legend yeah, of Super Zelda. Super Metroid too. Like, yeah, The Legend of Zelda so Link in the Past. Games. Like those alone, I'll just say it now, like, you could, even if no other games came out on that console, it'd be S tier for those. Yeah, two. Th- those are two of the best games, two of the best and most influential games ever made. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, people are still talking about Super Metroid all the time, I, and I would. I argue mean, Super that, Metroid birthed a genre, you know. Yeah, like, and I got would Metroidvanias. Say that very few games in that genre have been as good as Super Metroid. I would say maybe only Hollow Knight. I was thinking Hollow Knight. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hollow Knight is the only game that I would which, even like which put is just in the a testament. I think that's just a testament to how good Super Metroid is and how good Hollow Knight is. That it took, you know, like yeah. 20 years for a competitor yeah. 
to emerge. I mean, there are know? good Metroidvanias out there. It's just they're not. Hollow Knight's in a class Metroid. of its own, though, I yeah. think. But yeah, I think, uh, I mean, unless there's any more to say, Super Nintendo, obvious S tier here. Yeah, obvious yeah. S tier. So moving on to the Genesis, uh, I think. Yes, Sega Genesis. I didn't God. know. God. I had that some friends that console. had a Genesis, and Genesis had some cool stuff. So notably, the Genesis came before the SNES. Uh, Sega was first to the 16-bit party. Super, or uh, not... Sonic the Hedgehog was not up against Super Mario World. Sonic the Hedgehog was up against Super Mario Bros. 3, if I remember right. And uh, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, the, you know, Super, need... Super Mario World was also SNES, right? Yeah, yeah. Super Mario World uh, was SNES. Yeah, that console is so good. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but the Genesis, I mean, the Genesis had... What makes the Genesis kind of remarkable is that it had weirdly good third-party games. Like, yeah, pretty sure people really liked the Michael Jackson game on the Genesis. Genesis did what Nintendo don't like. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the, that the last processing was still... nonsense and everything. But like, I mean, pick up. I mean, they're not as good as Mario in my book. Uh, I still would pick Mario three over any Sonic game, except maybe Mania. But like, pick up Sonic two and three today and try to tell me that like. They're not amazing. They're just good games. Like yeah. Sonic One, I I have beef with, but I mean, you know, they were still stretching their legs. We'll, we'll ignore Sonic One. Um, Sonic One was good. I mean, the fact and, and like I, I I'm gonna give Sega some points here just for how playful they were with a uh, like like the lock on technology, the way that you could play as Knuckles in Sonic Two using the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge. Like, that wasn't originally in Sonic 2. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nifty. They did a lot of gimmicks to, like, separate themselves from Nintendo, who was very straight across the board with how their console worked. Right. And they were willing to do stuff that Nintendo wasn't, like, you know, let Mortal Kombat have the blood code or whatever, you know? Or... Or let's stick a CD drive on this thing. Oh my god, yeah, the Sega CD. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually, yeah, I, I'll give them points for ingenuity, but I got a dock points for the Sega CD. <laughs> and the 32X and, like, all that crap. They really put a lot to keep that Genesis viable. Yeah, they kept it, which is funny because, like, when the Genesis started out, uh, they were bragging about how it was more powerful than Nintendo's offering. But then instead of releasing a more powerful console, they were, like, trying to, you know suck the marrow out of the genesis but like looking at the the iconic games that started on genesis you've got like so i mean sonic the hedgehog alone uh like you know his, his name is it's been through the mud but everybody knows it <laughs> uh you got uh immortal Kombat was way bigger on genesis i'm pretty sure uh the genesis won that generation i'm pretty sure it beat the snes yeah it, it did it really i think i think it did yeah, yeah, they they were the first people to ever like put the fear of God in Nintendo. The Genesis yeah. was huge. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog alone, I I mean, it's S tier. It's plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to to have the like one out of the or, or a couple of the handful of actually good Sonic games, you know. Uh, yeah, and they, and they were like back to back too. Like Sega Sonic CD was on there as well on the Sega CD, and like 
it's not as good as two and three, but it's pretty good. It's a good game. Uh, people like to act. It was one of those games that people like to act was way better than it was because nobody had played it because nobody had a Sega CD. So, yeah, you know, they like that. Oh, you missed out. You didn't get to play the good one. Like, yeah, again, you know, like not good, really though. familiar with Sega consoles, so I will defer to you guys on this one. But uh, yeah, well, fortunately, this is no. We have a couple more Sega consoles to get through, huh? Yeah, yeah, we do. Two more, I think. Yes. Yeah. So this is this is the this is the last time it's just Nintendo and Sega, though. I think. Yes, you're right. So yeah, I mean, I'm putting it S tier. Okay. I won't I won't argue that because I lack the facts to dispute it. Did we have some other consoles in this generation? Yes. Yes. They, Game Boy. Like, no, there was the Turbo Graphics and the Neo Geo. I yeah, can't, but I can't. I don't know next to anything about yeah, those. Th- those uh, are I mean, fairly... I'll say the Turbo Graphics 16 was cool, but I haven't ever held one. Notably, yeah. there was also the CDI. <laughs> yeah. I think was in this generation. The CDI was bad. <laughs> But it gave so, us the best memes, I guess. Yeah. Game Boy, though. Game Boy, I mean, Game Boy, I'm not even going to talk about it. The Game Boy's an S tier for me. Like, just 100%. because, I mean, it, it had Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, it had yeah. Super Mario Land 2, which is probably still the most creative 2D Mario game. It had... I mean, just echoing your thoughts from the uh, <clears throat> Super Nintendo, if the Game Boy had nothing but Pokemon Red and Blue, it would still be S tier, I think. Just because yeah. of the vast impact Pokemon's had on everything, you know? I, I agree. I, and, like, Metroid 2, it was compromised, but, I mean, Metroid 2 came before Super Metroid, you know? I, it, it inspired the tone, for sure. It had a darker tone than the original. It, uh, and we finally bring up Link's Awakening as well, which is a fantastic game. Oh my god, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening was originally a port of um, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, Link- A Link to the Past onto the Game Boy. And uh, eventually they just decided to get weird with it, and thank goodness they did, because that game is insane. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's so good. I I say that having not finished it, but it is extremely good. I finished the uh, Switch remake, which for all intents and purposes is just like a shiny coat of paint right. on the game, right? And Although, it's, uh, I gotta say, yeah, that game has been re-released so many times. Like, almost a Skyrim number of times. Like, yeah. It, it was on the Game Boy, and then I think... I think it was released three times on the Game Boy. I, I might be wrong about that. It got two releases. I know it was Link's Awakening and Link's Awakening DX, yeah. but I thought it got a third release, too. I don't think I think DX was the final release because it was on the Game Boy Color because okay. it was released right around that point where the Game Boy Color came out. Right, and so the original game supported color a little bit. DX supported color fully and added the color dungeon because Nintendo did not like re-releasing a game without having massive additions to it for the Game Boy Color. Uh, because in Nintendo's mind, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color are the same console. Those are not separate things, and I, I right. want to point that out for this ranking too. Uh, because I, I think that that's how, if that's how Nintendo sees it, that's how we have to grade it. Yeah, so, I mean, even if we group them both together, like... Honestly, yeah, there aren't that many Game Boy Color games at, at the end of the day. Like, yeah. the, the work on Game Boy. But, yeah, I, it's... The Game Boy is a hell of a console. Like, I, I am very fond of the, like, design of the original Game Boys, too. Like, the brick, the Game Boy Pocket, the Game Boy Color. I like the way they look. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about the Game Boy. That's that's an obvious, uh, obvious yeah, I mean, S-tier inclusion. Took the world by storm, 
portable gaming. Portable gaming has been huge forever, but yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing console rather. Yeah. And okay. it also had the Sega Game Gear. Yeah, the Sega Game Gear. So the Sega Game Gear gets a lot of points for being in the same class as the Master System, really. Like, if there was a Master System version of a game, then there was a Game Gear version of a game. It had Sonic, it had Sonic 2. Uh, compromised ports of those, but, you know, Sonic nevertheless. Uh, and also, like, the Game Gear was cool. It had a color screen. You could, I mean, it took, like, 6D batteries or whatever, and <laughs> you you were going to, like, be ripped if you carried that thing around with you all the time. But uh, it was a it was like a console-level experience that you could take on the go. Uh, didn't really catch on as much, but a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff there. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have more to say about it, Mike? Have you played one? Uh, no, I haven't actually touched a Game Gear. I don't think in my life. <laughs> I just know it exists. Yeah, they're, they're interesting, right? Like... You're 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 not gonna sneak your Game Gear to school in your backpack. I'll tell you that they'll they'll see it. That Game yeah. Gear bulge is gonna be there. But is that a, is that a Sega Game Gear in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if we want to rank that uh, the Game Gear just because of the sort yeah, of lack I haven't of played it enough. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna. I just don't know enough about it. I'm gonna leave it unranked. I think. Yeah. It's up there with the Atari Lynx and things I don't know about, but I'm learning yeah. about as I look at these lists. Yeah, I know it's cool, but I don't know enough about it to rank it, I don't think. So shall we move on then to the fifth generation, oh, 1993 boy. to 2001? This is the yeah. good one. My first generation, and as such, the one that's more most uh, seared into my brain. So first, we're going to start on N64, right? No, I think we should start with the Atari Jaguar and just like put that as our inaugural uh, F tier. No, no. No, the Jaguar is not F-tier. The Jaguar is the original console way to play Doom. Was every it? I thought it was a disaster. Port, every other con- Yeah, it was a financial disaster, but every other console port of Doom was derived from the Atari Jaguar version. Oh, that is I don't like that. I don't like that distinction. <laughs> yeah, um Yeah, the Jaguar was cool. It uh it was 90s cool. But it was cool. But I, I haven't played one, so I'm not comfortable ranking it. Oh, it only yeah. has 50 games, though. Ooh. Yeah. So maybe we should move on to the Nintendo 64. Oh, I yeah. love this um, console. Yeah, I mean, this this console is what ushered in the 3D age of gaming, really. Notably I mean, like, one of Nintendo's worst performing consoles. Which is fascinating, yeah. Like, that's that's mind-blowing to me, because it's, like, yeah. the highest impact console in my opinion. Yeah, it's really period. funny to me, because the N64, like, I can think of a ton of games on it that are super good that I want to play. I, I mean, cannot yeah. think of very many games on it that I don't want to play, because there just weren't that many games on the thing. Yeah, I mean, like, we've got, you know, all-time classics, right? Mario 64, Ocarina of Time... We've Majora's got Mask. Majora's Mask. We've got Smash Brothers, like Kirby sixty four, uh, Kirby Crystal Shards, rather. Yes. Oh, I loved Crystal Shards, dude. I love yeah. that game. We've yeah, got we Mario about Mario Kirby Party. Time. Kirby's and I. Kirby's amazing. Yeah. Mario. The thing Party, about the N sixty four though, you gotta. I mean, it didn't sell well. It did not sell very well, and that sucks. And I will say that just in hindsight, right? Like back in the day, I thought it was fine, but in hindsight, that controller is an abomination. Really, the controller doesn't bother me that much. The actual controls in a lot of the games feel kind of stiff. Yeah. 
But yeah, but it like, is a weird controller. But just, you know, like, I can excuse all of that just because of, like, the extremely strong yeah, so, catalog of games and just the nostalgia factor, if I'm being Star, real. Like, Star Fox 64 was on Oh, that. yeah. Like, Star Fox 64. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Um, yeah, there's... I mean, it's so incredible they've just remade it a billion times because they can't make another Star right. Fox. Yeah, so definitely loses some points for, like, volume of games, but, like... Every game we've listed on it, like the the only bad game I can think of for the N sixty four is like Superman sixty four. I mean, it also had yeah, Doom sixty four, which was Doom sixty four is really good. Really good. Yeah. And let's not forget uh, Rare's output that yeah, generation. Killer Instinct Gold. Banjo. Banjo. I mean, the, you know, Kazooie and Tui. You've yeah. got um. Double O seven. You got Donkey Kong sixty four in there, which is controversial. Dude, uh, I love DK sixty four. Like yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Never played it, but yeah, I mean, I, it's. I mean, I don't, I don't know, Ammon. You've actually, you've actually played this one. So wh- where do you put it? <laughs> I mean, like you haven't. But uh, no, this is an easy, easy, easy S tier. Like, yeah, I was how could it, how could it be anything else? Because you hadn't played these. Yeah, no, like yeah, this. It's, it's an easy S tier. It's yeah. I mean, this. I think like it as a percentage, this console has more ten out of ten games than any other console I can think of, just that I've played. See, I, I don't know if I'd place any of these games as ten out of ten, but they're very they're high. They're high ranking games. Yeah. So I just grade a little harsher than you. <laughs> yeah. But All yeah. Right. Uh, uh moving over to the Sega Saturn, I think. Oh, PlayStation, yeah. Man. yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, we can do PlayStation. That's the PlayStation. The, the PlayStation was that nineties console with the attitude. Yeah, I mean like the place uh, PlayStation okay, so first things first, PlayStation had Tony Hawk Pro Skater, moving on. Oh yeah. We're done here. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. No, like you know, that's just one of many incredible, incredible games on that system. You know, yeah, like uh, Symphony of the Night, the second Metroidvania oh, game. Oh yeah. Uh, it had Final Fantasy VII. It oh had, yeah, Final Fantasy VII was had monumental. So dude. much quality. Yeah. No, I mean Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. Yeah. I mean. The, yeah. What do you yeah, say and, about? That? You know, mascots to rival Nintendo, right? We've got. Yeah, Crash and this and is wild because this was Sony jumping out of the gate with all these heavy hitters. You know, it also yeah. had <clears throat> the best fantasy western JRPG ever made. What's that? Wild Arms. Wild Arms. Yeah. Oh, I gotta, I I gotta quote Wild Arms. Yeah, no one knows the game. That's the thing. I've heard of There's it. There's a reason it died. I've got and, three words for you two. Metal Gear Solid. I mean, it's S- yeah, it's uh, the PlayStation's S tier. There's no, yeah. there's no argument to be made. It's just incredible. Yeah, and I do just think you know, in, in and also, I mean, it was the I first think... use of dual analogs. Like, true, yeah, very which true. Which is like, like yeah, Sony, Sony came out swinging with the controller that they would use for the next twenty years. Yeah, and it just bears mentioning, you know, like this, this was the first step in a lifetime rivalry with nintendo right like i don't sony. even think that's fair it's sony and nintendo are not rivals they well, were like, I mean, at ba- the back time then, back then they yeah yeah there was yeah. a lot of bad blood because uh sony was supposed to make the n64 originally so yeah sony had that plucky like i i think sony also like nintendo at the time was for kids and sony was like this is the adults console look how Uh, yeah yeah this is also probably the first generation that they made games that like well no i mean mortal Kombat was around and stuff but i I think look at crash bandicoot look how look how games were more mature like metal gear solid is a mature game like not a violent game that younger kids probably shouldn't play but metal gear solid final fantasy those are like 
games telling a mature story and stuff, and that kind of started here. I agree, yes. So, uh, yeah, that that one's an obvious choice there, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's it's S tier easily. Um, what about the uh, what do we have here? Saturn, Sega Sa- Saturn. I mean, I the Sega Saturn had knights, and that that's meaningful to me. I think the the worst part about the Sega Saturn that makes it the hardest to talk about here is that it did not have like a core Sonic game. Like they went an entire console generation. It had Sonic games. Like I think it had 3D Blast, and I think it had um, oh. Sonic R. Oh. But this was like the beginning of Sonic's dubious uh, dubious time. Yeah, because they I think for the Saturn Sega they were trying their best to release a 3D Sonic, and it just never made the cutoff for the Saturn's launch. Yeah, they were they just kept doing some weird stuff with it. And uh, looking back at some of the demos and stuff, they like tried some cool stuff. But yeah, the Saturn really had to survive without Sonic, and it didn't really. It was a huge commercial failure. Um, especially like considering that they had just like it was a 32-bit console, I think, or was it 64-bit? It couldn't have been 32-bit, 32-bit right? They, they were all 32 bits. It was just like marketing employees from Nintendo. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was technically a 32-bit okay. console because like computers didn't enter 64-bit for real until uh when I was in like middle school. Yeah, like so. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, and and they had just released the 32X or whatever for the Genesis, and, like, the Saturn came out, like, right after that, and, like, they released the Saturn early. The Saturn was mismanaged terribly, but you go online, you talk to people about the Saturn, it is remembered extremely fondly. I believe the Saturn was, like, the first place you could play MMOs on console. Uh, I think it had a Fantasy Star, didn't it? I think it had a Fantasy, no, Fantasy Star Online was Dreamcast. Uh, let me see. But I'm pretty sure the Saturn did have MMOs. I think it had um, Dragon's uh, had, Dream. Yeah, I knew I yeah, knew it that it had a, a network adapter because you could like get on the internet on a Saturn and stuff. I'm pretty sure, and it had a mouse and keyboard, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, the Saturn's also neat because it kind of let Sega's other first party stuff shine a little bit. Like I think Virtua Fighter was really big on Saturn, but it really was like. You you didn't have a Saturn unless you were a huge Sega fan. Yeah, you, you had a uh, you know the PlayStation pretty much cannibalized all of the uh, Saturn sales. Yeah, I will say this is the generation where Sega really sort of fell behind, and you know yeah, there, Sony there and Nintendo really, were were the market yeah. leaders. Really, there was no recovering after this generation. However, like they attempted to a lot of heart. I think this is probably going to be my most controversial uh, tier placement on this uh, on this list, but. I think I think the Saturn just ekes out uh ekes out S tier for being yeah. um just for the heart, you know? Like <laughs> you got Virtua Fighter, you had all these weird, crazy attempts at a Sonic game. Like Sonic R let's take a step back. Sonic R is not a good game. But we like people talk about it a lot. <laughs> like I, I wanna play it. Still. Yeah, Sonic R gave us a... uh uh uh, Charmy B, right? Did it really? I thought that, I, 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 no. He's from Knuckles Chaotix. Oh, he's from Chaotix. Wasn't that yeah. released on the Saturn? No, I thought it might have been. It, that might have been Saturn. That yeah, I think that was Saturn. Yeah. Okay. So Hold yeah, on. the Saturn. Yeah, the Saturn gave us Charmy B, who is an iconic character. It also it gave us Espio and Vector. I think, or was Espio not until Sonic Heroes? I don't know. I know Vector was in Knuckles Chaotix. Just but yeah, that. the Saturn just. 
I don't know. I mean, it wasn't the console's fault that Sega was incompetent. Ah, <laughs> uh, Knuckles Chaotix may not have been that one. Mm. When, when did Knuckles Chaotix launch? So S tier. Yeah, uh, I'm putting it S tier, and I I think that's going to be pretty controversial, but I'm going to stand by it. Nah, Knuckles Chaotix was 32x, but yeah, that's it was okay. 32x. God. Sega, <laughs> you had one Sonic IP game and you released it for a Genesis expansion. Yep. <laughs> All so, right, I think, yeah. I think it's time to move on to the 6th gen, which is where... 6th gen, which a lot... I, I feel like a lot of people would argue that this is, like, the current apex of gaming, as we know it. Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, the, the PlayStation 2 is a beast. Oh, we did we... No, the Game Boy Advance is kind of 6th gen, so we'll, we'll put it in there. Yeah, the game, uh, uh, at least yeah, according to this chart, it is classified under under 6th yeah. gen. Yeah, so like you have the Game Boy Advance and the PS2. That alone, the 6th gen is like wild. Yeah, I, I think the 6th gen might be at the top for me, but let's just go through each of the heavy hitters one by one. Starting yeah. with Nintendo, as always. Yeah. Nintendo. So the GameCube was GameCube. another one that really under undersold, which is a it shame. It did, yes, which is a real shame because this might be my favorite console. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's between this and the um, Switch probably for my favorite Nintendo console because, like, Super Mario Sunshine, people dunk on it. It controls a whole lot better than Super Mario 64, and you can't convince me otherwise. You I know, mean, you Super Smash Brothers game. Melee. Let's just throw yeah, that out Smash there. Bros. Melee. For me, uh, you know, like... Melee, you know, is the only esport I follow. Like, and I know that's a very minor, like, that's not very popular, right? But like, to me, melee means a whole great deal, way more yeah. than just the game itself. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, Me- I mean, melee is incredible. You got Metroid yeah. Prime and Prime Two. You actually got two Metroids on this console. That's crazy. Both developed by Retro. Uh, um, both amazing games. We saw some weird moves here too. Like, I think we got like a Metal Gear Solid remake on GameCube, yep. right? Yeah, yep. Twin Snakes, I think, is what it was called. Yes. Yeah, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were just... 4. Nintendo branched out a little bit. Yeah, that chainsaw yeah. controller for RE4. Um, also, GameCube controller. <laughs> like, that it's thing's amazing. Work of art. Best yeah. controller ever released of all time. Yeah. It's, I it's don't think I good. can argue with that. Yeah, it's I love that controller to death. They're still making it, man. Isn't that yeah, crazy? The fact that it's still a controller that you can buy... You can go to, like, a brick-and-mortar yeah. store and buy a GameCube controller. I mean, you can straight up just order a, Ninten- or a GameCube controller from Nintendo. Like, they're still yeah. manufacturing them. It's like, been two decades since this console launched, and the controller is still relevant. Yeah. And, of course, we've got, you know, the the Marios and the Zeldas. We mentioned Sunshine. We uh, we should mention Wind Waker, Wind Waker is, and Twilight think, Princess. And Twilight Princess, right? I think Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda of all time. So that Twilight Princess though was like a shared child between Yes. That's well, true. it was originally a GameCube game, but they, it, much like <laughs> Breath of the Wild, it started knocking on the door of the next console's right. release. But the Wii the Wii does not need uh Twilight Princess to help it in this conversation. So I'm going to give it to right. the GameCube. So yeah, so let's uh also, you know, bears mentioning Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah, a lot of people say that's the best one. I uh, I don't agree with that, but it's a good game. I will say this is the uh, the Nintendo console I played the most Mario Party on. I played Mario Party like a fiend on this thing with friends and family. And also, was... oh, I know we haven't talked about the Dreamcast yet, but this is where I first played 
uh, Sonic the Hedgehog games. Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. This was my first exposure to Sonic. Uh, yeah, Sonic Adventure 2. Yep, this was yeah, my and, first and I'll, I'll tell you, Sonic Adventure 2 battle alone puts the GameCube in the S tier for me. <laughs> like, I mean, I really enjoyed that game. I don't know if I'd enjoy it today. But... I forgot that and Sonic released on the GameCube. Yep, that I was the say, first time. For me, also, I know you guys are going to hate me for this, but Star Fox Adventures was absolutely choice. And one You're of the allowed crown, to believe that. You one are of the wrong. crown jewels. Imagine if it had come out on N64 like it was supposed to, though. You're all forgetting about Billy Hatcher. Oh my god, Billy Hatcher's a good <laughs> we game. That was like all the first... forgetting about Billy Hatcher. Everyone That does, was like though. the first Sega game that was exclusive to a Nintendo home console, wasn't it? What a wild time that game was. Yeah, Billy Hatcher's a good game, too. I remember... Uh, I didn't have Billy Hatcher for a long time, but I had the GameCube demo disc that came with my console. And uh, I played a lot of the Billy Hatcher demo. Because, you know, think, kids can play the same level over and over yeah. again. I think Billy Hatcher was my first introduction to just how weird Japan can be. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty tame as far as Japanese weirdness, but it's pretty weird. Yeah, it's it's out there at times. And I just wanted to bring up, you know, aside from games, just in terms of the aesthetics of the console itself, it's such a cool box, you know? It's just yeah. a square. It may and... have not sold well, but... Yeah. yeah but, I mean, yeah. the lunchbox design it had a handle. I knew people that had, like, the little GameCube screen thing, and they would just take their GameCube places with them. All you had to do was plug it into the wall to play it. Yeah. I never had no. one. I wanted one really bad. Did I mean, you know I... that they were, uh... oh my god, Luigi's Mansion was on this side. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's so many great games now that we're just definitely going to miss a few huge ones. Yeah, it's hard on the GameCube. There were so many like third-party GameCube games I wanted really bad, but this was a time when uh couldn't really afford games being a uh, an elementary schooler. A small child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the GameCube lands in that weird spot where it's not like retro enough for me to want to go collect it as a retro collector, but it also like I played it at the time and I had no money. I mean, yeah. I, I had a lot of GameCube games. I, I had a lot of weird third parties. I had, like, a weird Harry Potter Quidditch game. Oh, my like, God. I, oh, I yeah. remember this. I stand by it being a pretty good game. No, I, I enjoyed that game. I enjoyed the first couple of Harry Potter, like, games as well. Like, Chamber yeah. of Secrets was really good. Is that the one that um Bad Haggard is from? Yeah, PS2 Haggard? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's <laughs> PS1 Haggard. Oh, it's, it's PS1 Haggard. You're right. I thought it was PS... No, PS2 wouldn't have rendered Haggard that bad. Yeah, it wouldn't have been quite that bad. <laughs> it would have been I, that I bad. I will also say, just as a broader point, this generation is kind of where I draw the line, like, at retro, like, above this, like, because we start getting into HD consoles. I don't really think of the PS3 or the Xbox 360 as retro yet, but yeah, I do think I'm, of, like, the consoles I'm, in this generation and back as retro. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to qualify, because I think the only reason you don't think of those as retro is because you were, like, cognizant when you played them. Like, you were old enough to have good opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, we've always forgot about that. The the one Sonic game everyone likes to talk about, because it was just... So good. It (laughs) was. It existed. Yeah, so the I I will remind you guys that I, I... used to dream about this game i, I was know. obsessed with it oh i have a friend okay so i have a friend who had a gamecube but he bought a ps2 because he thought shadow the hedgehog would be better on ps2 worth noting that the ps2 is widely considered the worst port of shadow the hedgehog that's the one i played though how was it bad well i mean shadow the hedgehog was it just, just it was just buggier and ran a little worse than the gamecube yeah sonic the hedgehog was kind of a stinky game 
Yeah. Console okay, but... power was kind of confusing during this generation. Uh, I want to talk about the Dreamcast next. So yeah, no, the no, game no, no, we, like, we, we agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah. This is an S-tier console for sure. So, okay. so the Dreamcast... I wish I'd had a Dreamcast so that I could talk about how I had a Dreamcast. Because I think the Dreamcast is really cool. The Dreamcast came out early in this console generation. And uh, it basically did everything that the Xbox would go on to do but just not quite as well. Like, it only had one stick on the controller. Uh, it was Sega's first foray into, like, Sonic in 3D. But it had and Sonic it was... Adventure on it, and I love... I I mean, that game's bad, but I love it. I love Sonic Adventure. Yeah, Sonic Adventure holds a unique place in my heart as well. Yeah. And uh, it had yeah. it had Fantasy Star Online, and I... So I'm going to I'm going to give these games to the uh the Dreamcast even though I played them on GameCube. Uh Fantasy Star Online uh Fantasy Star Online episode 1 and 2 ate up so much of my childhood and I didn't even have a LAN adapter for my GameCube. I was just playing these offline with my friends. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and like just grinding. I mean, I had the MMO bug early. This was this was like pre Maple Story. This was pre uh pre Mobby Nogi and stuff. And I was just, like, grinding away at this game by myself. <laughs> Jeez, dude. And I played it a ton. And I, I even, I had to buy a new memory card for this game, because my um my memory card got corrupted when I started playing it, and I had to have my dad go buy me a new one. Young Connor. My... <laughs> yeah, it was dark. It was a dark day. I wonder if I lost all my chow when I did that. I don't know if I had this or Sonic Adventure 2 first. Think about the and chow. The Dreamcast, you know, Sega's last gasp of breath you know yeah i mean the sonic Adventure 2 was the last good 3d sonic for a very long time or the last good sonic for a very long time and i i will you know you can come at me on the discord come at me in the comments sonic adventure 2 is just a good game there there's no caveat there i know we have recency bias and all the recent sonic games were bad but sonic adventure 2 is a good game it's not incredible it has a lot of problems that sega hadn't solved yet that everyone else had like, the, the whole, like, all the levels are just floating in space or whatever. But it's a good game. The story's stupid. The voice acting's bad. Well, not the voice acting's not bad. The timing on the voice acting is bad. But it it just makes me happy to play it. It always Plus makes it, me happy. Uh, it gave us all the Obama and Shadow the Hedgehog memes, so that's worth something, right? That's true. And, like, I don't know. Even the worst level in Sonic Adventure 2 makes me happy to play at first. Yeah, so the only, so like I haven't played Sonic Adventure 2 in years and years and years, and the only memory I have of it is, you know, my fond memories of playing it for the first time. So it it definitely holds a high place in my mind. I just, I'm very suspect of going back to it, because I feel like if I do, oh. It'll hold up. I mean, City Escape, yeah. all the Sonic levels hold up. The only, um, the only Let's levels that are. talk about the soundtrack for a minute. Oh my god, Pumpkin Hill. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I rocked out to that soundtrack. Yeah, I, I have a. Uh... Yeah, I I still I have um I have both City Escape and uh, uh Sonic's theme song. Uh, in this one, it wasn't done by Crush Forty; it was done by Daniel Tidwell. And I think that uh the version of Sonic's theme in Sonic Adventure Two is way better than the one in Sonic Adventure One. And that was L- like live that was and my... learn. I mean, come on. Oh my God, live and learn's incredible. Yeah, that that one was Crush Forty. Oh, Crush Forty. All right, big question: Where are we ranking this thing? This one's tough because it. So it did doom Sega. <laughs> it literally ended Sega in the console space. But the games are really good. I actually, the Saturn doomed Sega. I just don't think the Dreamcast <clears throat> was strong enough to pull them back out. Yeah. 
So I'm going to say, based on just how good the games were, and I'll, and I'll say this, I go, there's a gaming bar in Huntington that I, I mean, obviously I haven't been there in like two years, but I used to go there and uh, they had a, they had a, they had a Dreamcast hooked up for people to play Marvel versus Capcom on. Yeah. Classic fighting game. Yeah, classic fighting game. I'm I'm putting the S tier for Sonic Adventure 2. No game can have me spend that long in the Chow Garden and not like elevate its console into godhood. Can't argue with that logic. And Connor spent decades in that Chow Garden. Decades, yeah. yeah. I, I uh Yeah. <laughs> I still right, see it so in my dreams. Let's let's move on to the PS two. So this oh, PlayStation this two console. best selling console of all time to this day still. Yeah, uh, I think and, the PS2 is really where I started going ham on gaming. See, I have so many regrets now with the PS2 because my taste in games was still garbage at this point in my life. So I missed out on so many of the PS2 classics and only recently as in like, you know, tail end of the PS3 generation, PS4 generation and even PS5 generation. Have I gone back to experience some of these classics? I didn't get a PS2 until 2013. <laughs> yeah, so you're kind of in the same situation, but like, yeah. I mean, let's let's just go down the list, shall we? Like Jack and Daxter, you know. Naughty I was Dog, actually Ratchet just gonna and say Clank, I don't like Jack, Jack and Ratchet Daxter. Daxter. Oh, I love Jack and Daxter. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. I mean, that's where that. Yeah, Persona Four. Like, oh my Persona god, I forgot that Persona Four was PS2. Yeah, is Persona Three on PS2? Uh, I think so. I, I think it has to be because I don't think it's PS1. Wait, I, mean, I don't think Persona 4 was PlayStation 2, was it? Yes, it was originally released on PlayStation 2, and then Golden was released on Vita. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, I I um I got beef with the PS2, I think. Because a lot really? of the games I really like on it were multi-plats. Uh, I mean, like I'm... Destro- okay, okay, go ahead. Destroy Humans is, like, the one that comes to mind. That's, like, my most played PS2 game. Yeah, I feel like you just haven't played a lot of the the uh, exclusives, have you? Like, yeah, yeah uh, this this one definitely Final sits Fantasy lower in my mind. I will say, Devil May Cry three, you get a lot of points for having Devil May Cry three. That said, I mean, you do lose a lot of points for having Devil May Cry two. I mean, Devil May Cry in general, right? Like, yeah, in, the first one was pretty yeah. good too. Yeah, so the first I mean, one was pretty good, but very experimental. The third one is when. But the here's the thing: like Devil May Cry was a PS2 exclusive at the time, right? Yeah, it was later uh, went multi-plat with a uh, four. But yeah, I mean, just like Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, these are two games that are still held up to this day as all-time classics. Oh you know, yeah, Met- and like huge games as art games. Yeah. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid two and three, like those games are not no longer exclusive now, but back then they were exclusive and like. This was Kojima at his absolute peak, I think. Oh, um, yeah. Metal Gear 2 and 3. Uh, you know, a slew of Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah, you had more Ratchet and Clank games yeah. than you could shake a stick at. Uh, ironically, I've only played the worst of the Ratchet and Clank games, I think. What, the, one that was just, the one that was just arena stuff. Like, it, it, it wasn't a full Deadlock game. It was actually kind of good. I really liked it, but it, I would say it's probably the worst one, but I really liked yeah. it. No, um, still, just, Ratchet Clank is Ratchet Clank. It's hard to go wrong with the series. It is. Just, yeah. Just uh, going a bit f- farther, God of War, you know, the beginning of one of Sony's most important franchises on this platform, God of War 1 and 2. 2 especially was, being extremely well, you know, held up. Was GTA um, 3 exclusive? Yes, GTA 3. That's probably the biggest one, honestly. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3 is what 
kicked off the open world genre basically you know like yeah yeah grand theft auto 3 is monumental um of course now you can play it on everything that game's on your phone but yeah right but yeah i mean uh i and tony hawk's pro skater 3 i'm sure that's that's a game that's in your wheelhouse but i don't know if that was on xbox i only ever played one when i was a kid oh yeah yeah and now I've played one and two because they did the uh, yeah Gran the Turismo too like one of the golden standards of racing games yeah. yeah Gran Turismo is huge even though none of us are personally in, into racing games but like that's a huge pillar I of the PlayStation it. Two as well yeah I yeah. was that was my I first mean, experience of racing games that like well Midnight Club was multiplat but the fact this console has so many games that have you know echoes in the industry even to this day. You know, yeah, I, 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 would, I think I would rate it a little lower, somebody. but I think I'm going to defer to you guys for this one because I didn't really play it at the time. And, and, you know, I'm right there with you. Like, I played straight up garbage on this thing. Like, I didn't really <laughs> experience a lot of these games until much, much later. But just, you know, looking back on it now, like, its success is still unparalleled in terms of sales. And, you know, with the extremely strong catalog of games, I'm going to have to put this in S tier. Like, yeah. I don't yeah, think I can I'll, put it any lower. I'll allow it, yeah. original xbox uh yes the xbox original so this Uh, is microsoft's first gaming console so yeah i think the game i'm about to talk about was also on ps2 but i don't remember but this is where i first played psychonauts okay and that that game is so good i love psychonauts so much it's one of my favorite 3d platformers not because the platforming is good because it's not but the writing (laughs) is the writing is incredible in that game like you just I mean, really feel like you're in this world again three words here halo combat evolved Mario oh my God. and halo 2 halo 2 is way better than halo 1 and it right was xbox, I, i'm mentioning halo 1 because it was the start right yeah it was the first one yeah, yeah. yeah. the xbox is also unique in that it was the first time console audiences got ex- got uh, exposed to the outer scrolls and online play Morrowind, right yeah, yeah Morrowind Morrowind came launched xbox, yeah. on xbox as a look as 360 yeah yeah i mean and i i remember like just i never owned an xbox original but i remember going to friends houses and seeing this thing and it was just such a bold looking console right the duke the duke yeah and like that controller of all the controllers the duke was probably the worst controller ever conceived like not everyone has hands the size of galaxies. Yeah, kids straight up couldn't hold this thing. Yeah, thing was. I mean, this definitely was marketed junky. as something you know aimed more towards an older crowd, right? Like it wasn't marketed towards kids, like the GameCube. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like thinking about the games that I, I remember think playing on it's Xbox, interesting because like I, I think. Sorry, I was just gonna say the PS2. I feel like was marketed both towards kids and adults because it had games like Grand Theft Auto and it also had games like Ratchet and Clank and Jack yeah. and Daxter. Whereas I think the Xbox is a unique space because it was mostly just pointed. Yeah, towards it was mostly adults. adults. Like you know, yeah. you were playing Call of Duty on this thing. You were playing uh, Halo. You were playing um, uh, Destroy Humans too. I originally played on this. Um, yeah, I think Fable Psycho- as well. Yeah, Fable. I think Psychonauts was kind of an outlier because it was more childish. But um, the the yeah. game I think of when I when I think original Xbox is um is it Mech Warrior I think it was FromSoft what's the Armored Core Armored, Armored Core, Core yeah oh. yeah those games were so good I remember I just remember playing so many this was my first exposure to first person shooters wasn't wasn't that the original Xbox also that game where they released a Mech game that had a full fledged cockpit as an accessory yeah I think so yeah like well, it was like Steel Battalion or something. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of sim games were pretty at home on Xbox. I remember playing Battlefront 2 on this thing, and I think that it was also multiplied on PS2, but it I, played it, on, yeah. I played it on PS2. Battlefront 2 is Battlefront such 2 a was good, incredible. That's such a good game. This so was like my introduction than the, to shooters. This is the new Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah Actually, I think the new Battlefront 2 got better after Patch. It, yeah, it did get better. It's still nowhere near original, I think. Yeah, the original I was iconic. I mean, the original was basically like a Battlefield, Battlefield game before Battlefield. Like, it had the... Yeah. It had Battlefield the tanks. was around at this time. Was it? Yeah, it was uh, just wasn't on console. Battlefield didn't... First thing on console was a Battlefield 2 uh, kind of soft port. It wasn't <laughs> Battlefield 2, but it was like a single-player campaign. I didn't know that. But yeah, it was. I think it was first for... Uh, hold on. Yeah, I mean, uh, while you do that, I just Modern wanted to combat. comment... The where Xbox really wins points yeah. for me is that. It, sorry, go ahead. It launched on PlayStation Two in two thousand five. So yeah, uh, Battlefield nineteen. What was it? Nineteen forty two. Yeah, nineteen forty two is the first one. Yeah, it was way before Battlefront came out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I just the Xbox is so good. It also was like on Xbox Live, man. Yeah, this was the beginnings of Xbox Live, and I, I what I was going to say earlier is that it sort of brought the FPS more to the console, right? Like, before, like, FPS was really considered, like, a PC genre, right? Yeah, yeah, but with Halo, Halo, console, Halo yeah. really sort of modernized it for console. Yeah, Battlefront 2 was after Battlefield 1942. God, you had, um, what was that other Star Wars game? Rogue Squadron? No, Rogue Squadron, the, Republic Commandos. Ro- yeah, Clone, God, that's such a good game. Oh, I need to play it. I have. It's on Steam. I yeah, I own it. I just yeah. need to play it. What a good game. So where do we want to rank this one, boys? Yes. I, I mean, I'm... S it's says dude, Mike. It's, I don't think I'm going to disagree with that. Uh, Mike, you said S? Yeah, I said S. Yeah, I mean, Halo alone. Halo 2. Yeah, it's S tier. Yeah. All right, moving on to the seventh generation of consoles. Starting with the Nintendo Wii. I don't even think we get a vote on this one. I think the world Every, says that Nintendo Wii is a S-tier console. Every, yeah. Your grandma had a Wii. Her great-grandma had a Wii. Like, everybody owned a Wii. I mean, it, yeah, we I, like the Wii could have only had Wii Sports, and it would still be, like, A-tier, probably. Yeah. And then, like, Super Mario Galaxy puts it, it well into S. Like, yeah, I, I think, think that's the what, first. The Wii, the Wii was the first time that people that weren't even considered, like, core gamers bought a console. Yeah, no, yeah, the the Wii was everywhere. I remember, like when it first came out, there was like a shortage for over a year, like kind of like yeah, what we're seeing now. Were, with the... People were literally killing themselves for Wii's. Yeah, I'm I don't not know. kidding. Yeah. There was a woman who drank enough water to die <laughs> for a Wii. She was like waiting for one or something. No, there was a contest on a radio. It's like, oh, oh okay, Wii for a Wii, and God, she, she drank, was probably like, doing that for kids. That's really sad. Yeah, she drank like five gallons of water, and I think passed yeah. away. My my mom would have done that. I remember yeah. uh, I, I was still a kid. I still so the Wii comes out. It's 2007. I may be a little old for it, but I'll admit it. I still believed in Santa Claus, and my mom really wanted Santa <laughs> Claus to get me a Wii for Christmas. And I my my, my birthday is December 24th, and I they had th- this is actually kind of salt in the wound. I don't know why they did this. They didn't have a Wii to get me for my birthday, so they got me a Wii remote. Oh God! Oh wow! So and I was dude, I there been like so upset. This does my, not bode well. My Christmas Wii morning, uh, my dad, I guess, it was like getting towards midnight Christmas Eve. I'd gone to bed because I'm a kid. 
And my dad goes, uh, my mom finally finds one online and my dad goes out and buys me a Wii on Christmas Eve and puts it under the tree from Santa. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, my, heartwarming story. My sister yeah. actually bought a Wii with the money she got from like lecturing college kids on what cystic fibrosis is. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, I think, the first console that anybody in my family or any of the, my siblings bought a console with their own money. Yeah. God, the Wii's a good first console. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to comment here, like, this is Nintendo's innovation at its finest, right? Like, they took a concept previously completely unknown to mainstream gaming, like motion controls, and just handled it masterfully, I think. You and know, like, obviously, like, the core gamers sort controls. of complained about the motion controls, but, like, look at what this paved the way to, right? Like, I would argue that VR would not be as good as it is today without the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nintendo walked so VR could run. Yeah, so... um. And, and, you know, just talking about the catalogs uh, of games, too. Obviously, Wii Sports is iconic. Mario Galaxy is a masterpiece. We've got Twilight Princess. We've got Skyward Sword. We've got, um, wasn't there a Metroid game on the Wii as well? Yeah, Metroid, yeah, Prime, Metroid Prime 3. Prime, it's probably the worst yeah. Metroid Prime game, but it's really good yeah. still. And uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Like, I'll never forget oh the, the Subspace oh. Emissary. The best campaign. Metroid game came... Yeah, Subspace Emissary is amazing. But the best yeah. Metroid game came out on uh, the Wii as well. Uh, what's it called? Other Metroid uh, Other M. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> everybody I know who's a Metroid fan is like, we don't talk about that. Yeah, so it's... the weird thing about the Wii is that looking back, like, in retrospect, I see it as, like, this amazing thing. I hated at, the Wii. Yeah, at, uh, at, the, at time, the time, yeah, like, there was definitely a lot of disdain for it. Because I, I just it, it came off to me as Nintendo like turning away from core gamers. Like I love I loved it when I first got it because I was a little kid and I loved Waggle controls. And then I kind of grew into middle school and I was too cool for the Wii. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when I hopped over to the PS3. Uh, oh, the PS3. We'll get to that. Oh. Uh, so, but yeah, you know, looking back, the Wii was amazing. Like Mario Galaxy is still amazing to play today. So Galaxy Metro Two Prime. as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's there's a ton of Wii games that are just the best. The Wii did have, like, I, I talked about, I docked the NES points for shovelware. I'm going to have to do that for the Wii, too. Because <laughs> the Wii, Wii think... music. The Wii has some of the most, yeah, the Wii has first-party shovelware. Like, the Wii is some of the most egregious shovelware. Yeah, Nintendo, it's kind of weird, because, like, Nintendo went into an interesting direction with the Wii, but I feel like they were almost taking it too far <laughs> Yeah, you know, the like Wii, they had to scale back a bit. The Wii was actually one of well, it wasn't the first time I got involved with like online gaming and the likes, but it was it was the first time I got a console online. Yeah, parents. All right, yeah, I Xbox think uh, this this one's an easy one, right? Yeah, it's S tier. Yeah, for the sheer gall of Nintendo alone, I'm gonna give it an S tier. So while we're talking about Nintendo, can we go to game uh, Nintendo DS next? Oh, we skipped yeah. the Game Boy Advance. We it's did. We gotta it's go back here. We don't even need to S-tier. talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Many long uh, Nintendo DS though. I I really like. Okay. So first of all, I didn't want a Nintendo DS when it first came out. This is my dad offered to buy me one, and I said I don't get it. Why would I want two screens? And I kept playing my Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not change my mind until I uh, went over to my friend's house and he had a Nintendo DS and he had Super Mario 64 DS and like. That's a console game. Like I had played that on my N sixty four, and the fact that that was available on a Nintendo DS, I like went home that day and I was like, Dad, I changed my mind. I think I want a Nintendo DS. Yeah. 
no, this thing was incredible. And, you know, uh, not to just talk about the catalog of amazing games, but I remember one thing very distinctly from, like, middle school. Was it Picto Chat on the bus? Picto Chat on the <laughs> bus, yes. Always Picto Chat. That was such a thing that happened, yes. <laughs> I remember I remember we got in trouble for it because, like, it was anonymous and somebody was bullying another kid yeah. with Picto Chat on the bus and we weren't allowed to do it anymore, but everybody was still doing it. And like, not only that, like, Mario Kart together. Oh, my like, God, DS Download Play? Yes. Only one person on the bus had to have Mario Kart and, and then, you could like, all play it on the field. And, like, 12 people played, yeah. Like, it was incredible. It was so much fun. And Super Mario 64 had a decent multiplayer, too. I mean, it wasn't as good as Mario Kart, obviously, but I, I actually think Mario Kart DS is one of my favorite Mario Kart games, and I never even owned it. Yeah, I, eh, it it doesn't stick out as too done. memorable to me, but it, I remember enjoying on it. The go. Like, yeah. It was as good, at least, as Super Mario or uh, as a uh, Mario I mean, Kart 64. The reason probably. I remember it is because of the whole multiplayer, the genius yeah. multiplayer functionality. But yeah, yeah, and it was so good. And uh, I mean, uh, these are hot takes, but I really like Phantom Hourglass and uh, Spirit Tracks. Phantom Hourglass has its structural issues for sure, and the controls are weird as hell. But they, they're fun games. They're super fun. They're sequels to Wind Waker. I think I think a lot of people dislike these games looking back because we don't look at them on their original screens and their graphics look extremely bad if you blow them up at all. But they mm-hmm. didn't look bad on the DS. They looked fine. Maybe not yeah, good. Yeah, I mean fine. they they looked fine. I I those are probably my lowest two ranked Zelda's personally, but they were fine. Yeah, they're definitely the worst Zelda games, but they're still extremely good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. Uh, yeah, just and the whole innovation with the second touchscreen, and everyone had it. And you know, also, I feel like Pokemon was on fire on yeah, the DS Gen as well. Four Pokemon. So Diamond and Pearl have their issues. Platinum solved most of those issues, and I still Diamond and Pearl are like two of my favorite Pokemon games, my absolute favorite Pokemon games. And I would I would die on this hill that they are the best the franchise has ever had. Were uh, Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Oh, I don't think I would disagree with that. Those are those are definitely two of the best ones. Also, they have the shiny glitch in them that is extremely fun. If you you can game the RNG to get the right uh trainer number at the beginning of the game and like every, right, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, I I've done that. I have a I have a Soul Silver uh shiny bug uh copy and uh yeah, I just have like an entire team of shiny Pokemon and I like. I like to like play it around my friends without telling them that that's what I did. People that don't know about the bug, and I'm like, another shiny? What? This is oh, crazy. No. Man, you were that guy. <laughs> no, I, I, I... Okay, so even funnier, I wasn't this guy until like mid-2019. <laughs> oh, so you were that guy after I knew. <laughs> yeah, me, me and my friend uh, got uh, pretty drunk one night, and we're like, hey, uh, let's do this thing with our Pokemon games. That's, uh, it, uh... It admittedly, mine was easier than hers was because my reaction time was a lot better when I was doing the RNG trick on mine. My reaction time weirdly got worse throughout the night. I can't explain why. Yeah, it's, it's weird. When you when you consume vast quantities of alcoholic beverages, <laughs> yeah. you start getting getting Bad a video games. <laughs> But yeah, I, I did. We we both managed to get one. And uh, what? Those are just incredible games. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Diamond and Pearl remakes. More, more, more so than the games, the DS is S tier for me just because of the awesome memories from associated with that handheld. Like, I, I love the, I love that little thing. Yeah, it also, I think it was my first uh, exposure to online gaming. I think Metroid Prime Hunters 
which is a not a very good Metroid game, but uh, it had an online first-person shooter multiplayer, and I think it's the first one I ever played. And you you get points for being first. Yeah. So we're yeah. in agreement. We're in agreement, right? S tier. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, the DS is amazing. Yeah. I mean, no Su- Super Mario 64 DS alone puts it in S tier. I I I love that little game to death. Okay. Let's move on to the PlayStation 3. Uh, Uncharted oh, 2 and 3 are on this console. It's, it's, yeah, it's PlayStation I mean, Home. PlayStation, PlayStation Home was a no, very interesting cool. social it was experiment. very cool. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was cool. Little Big Planet, like you said, Uncharted 2 and 3. Uncharted is, you know, I, I'm in love with Uncharted. I love Uncharted more than most things. So yeah. 2 and 3 uh, are... You know, masterpieces. Yeah. Both ten out of tens in my mind. So you also uh, had a Last of Us like Part future. One. I know <laughs> I dunk on the Last of Us, but the PS3 for sure gets a lot of points for having the Last oh, yeah. of Us. Oh yeah, no, the it's Last of Us. Game. So the PS3, I think I want to give uh, credit where credit's due. I think you know, like I said before, this console really short, sort of molded Sony into what it is today, and that involves you know relying on these narrative-heavy games, marrying the story into their gameplay, right? So. Yeah. Uh, also, that's really sort of what Sony's known for now, and I'm all for it, to be honest. That was, um, uh, one of the biggest reasons I bought a PS3 over a 360 was the free online multiplayer. Free, yeah, free multiplayer, yeah. Whereas its competitor was paid this generation, where interestingly enough, you know, like mo- more people were on 360, but well, for the at longest first. time at least, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there were some interesting multiplayer games on PS3 as well. I don't know if you guys heard of uh, Warhawk. No, I haven't. Warhawk was a ton of fun. It was like a third-person shooter uh, yeah. multiplayer game near the beginning of the, the Didn't generation. it also have a sequel called Starhawk? Starhawk, yes. I, I thought you were going to talk about Fat Princess, which I I wish that, there would be a Fat see, Princess remake You know today. what's interesting? I think PS3 is also sees Sony at their most experimental. We got like yeah. Fat Princess. We got... Have you guys played Puppeteer? No. What's that? It's a very unique like platformer, but it's like in the style of like a tim burton puppet show type thing it's a hmm. it's a very interesting little game and you know obviously like naughty dog i think elevated themselves in this generation to be at the cream of the crop i think and then we've also got you know sequels to really successful ps2 titles like god of war 3 which i've told the story many times but playing god of war 3 in front of my friends they thought i was a, they were watching a movie until i had to yeah. tell them it was a game which was just an incredible experience i think Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, which is just Kojima at his absolute wildest. Didn't it get Metal Gear Solid 5 as well? Uh, did it? No, 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 no. No, it didn't. No? I thought MGS5 was a... I thought it was a cross-gen. 5 was definitely a PS4, Xbox One thing. I don't know if it got backported to 3 and 360. I don't think it did, actually. But 4 was the MGS of the of, of the PS3, and it was a PS3 exclusive, and it was long, messy, and glorious. I love that game so much. The Phantom Pain. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it was on PS3. Yeah, MGS5 was on PS3. Really? Yeah, yeah I thought so. Yeah, no, it was they dragged both. this gen out. Yeah, this yeah is Phantom Pain was on both gens, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I guess so, now that you guys are saying it, yeah. Because I remember but, Battlefield 3 was on this, as well as Battlefield 4. And uh, this also saw the release of, like, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. I mean, this goes for 360 as well, but Grand Theft Auto 5 went on to become the biggest entertainment property of all time, yeah. you know? So that bears mentioning, at least. Yeah, I mean, 
when I think of PS3, like obviously this is the generation where like third parties were becoming more and more prevalent, right? Like more more third parties on everything other than Nintendo, obviously. But you know, I think this is really the generation where Sony cemented their first party and defined what they're going to be. And yeah. for that, I gotta give it an S S tier. Oh, um, shout out to Journey as well. One of the first like indie games proper that I played, and still one of the ones that affects me most to this day. Like I love that game. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Journey. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it an S tier. I can't. I can't deny it. It's S tier for sure. Uh, All right. Three, moving on to the 360. 360. Or do we want to do PSP now while we're talking about Sony? Oh yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. So PSP, Sony's first, uh, first foray into the handheld space. PSP is compete, a really cool little console. Compete with that DS. Didn't really do a good job there, but like it was definitely, I think, a, a, a hit in its own right. I think. Monster Hunter though. Oh, yeah, Monster Hunter was huge on PSP. Huge. Like, and, and a yeah. lot of people had PSPs. You, you know, I have a it's it's a funny anecdote, but I'm pretty sure I didn't learn about the PSP. My mom was watching Ellen DeGeneres, and someone was on Ellen DeGeneres talking about the PSP. I can't remember if that was PSP or PS Vita that that was how I learned about it, but I just remember that being really stupid. That's a that's a weird way to learn about a console when you're a core gamer. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I'm I remember um, Gran Turismo was really big on PSP as well. Yeah, and, and again, the PSP you know, like, has a. I mean, the PSP is almost better now than it was when it was out. It has this like insane emulation. legacy. Yeah, because it, it's one of the most hacked consoles of all time, and it's a a pretty good emulation machine. Like, it's got a good D-pad. It's all you need to play Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, and everything. So I'm willing to let it piggyback off those libraries as well a little bit. Like, you know, you want it, it's small, and you want something small, portable to play your Pokemon on. You can't can't do much better than a PSP Go or something. Yeah, and you know, like I I played a bunch of weird, like quirky exclusives, like Daxter. Like they made a game about Daxter on PSP. I played it. it was really? very I never uh, wasn't there. Was there a Ratchet and Clank on it? I feel like there had to have been Size Matters or something. I think. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Or was that Vita? I can't remember. I think it had to be PSP. Yeah. Anyway, the I'm PSP not sure. is a good console. I want to go back and play those Monster Hunters someday. It's just really hard. Monster Hunter is a series that is very difficult to go backwards in. Yeah, yeah. especially at the time. I know, like, in Japan, especially, like, PSP, like, Monster Hunter on the Train was, like, a cultural pheno- phenomenon at the time. Yeah, like, I imagine was, was that Monster Hunter on the Train was, like, their equivalent to PictoChat on the bus. Like, yeah. or Mario Kart on the bus. You know, because everybody plays Monster Hunter over there. It's like their Call of Duty. And uh, yeah. having it portable was a good call. And and let's not forget the UMD. Yeah, you the watch movies UMD. on this thing. Yeah. yeah, the UMD is crazy. Yeah, very very uh, quirky data format there for the PSP. Yeah, yeah. Halo. I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't think the PSP can live up to the DS, but I think there are so many little things that set it apart uh, and make it sort of a cult classic that I'm gonna have to give this an S as well. Yeah, there's just I, I agree, but my reasoning is like little stuff that Sony does that um, Nintendo doesn't really do so much. They they started to later, but the PS3 UI and the PSP UI were really similar, and something about that just hit right for me. Like they really were trying to make it just a little PS3. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, definite S tier. Let's move on to the final console here, the Xbox 360. So. 
Yeah, the Xbox 360 is a very special console for me because that's like my first real like foray into online gaming, and I think it is for a lot of us here, right? Like, or a lot of people in general. This, like the Xbox. 360 sits in a weird spot for me because I never owned one, but I played it a ton. Yeah, I mean, Xbox Live was a juggernaut at the time, right? And it, you know, it's even crazier when you think that Sony was giving off oh, away online for free. But Xbox is, was just so popular and I guess more reliable, people really gravitated towards it. And plus, yeah. you know, the killer combination of Halo 3, Call of Duty 4, those games coming out like back to back like that really created this huge online community on the 360. Like I remember to this day going home from like middle school and playing Halo 3 with my friends, like custom games. Like that was so much fun. Yeah, I'd go yeah. back and just play Killzone <laughs> going back from high school. I thought that was PS3. Yeah, I played yeah. on PS3. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I the 360, much like the NES, retroactively holds a really, uh, really special place in my heart for the X, uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Like oh, indie yeah. games didn't have like a clear path to market back then, and uh, Xbox Live Arcade was like the first step to changing all that. I think Xbox Live Arcade came first, then Nintendo got a little bit involved and. Sony later, you know, much later, got involved as well. But X, you know, Microsoft really paved the way for like Spelunky HD. I think Aegis Wing was indie. Um, yeah, just a lot of really cool, cool little games. Um, what's that game? Braid. Braid was huge on Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, and uh, you know, Fable Three bears mentioning. Fable Two. Yeah. Um, Gears of War became oh my God, Microsoft's yeah. one of Microsoft's major pillars during this generation. And Halo uh, 3 is Halo at its best. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. I think I will go as far as to say the most fun I've had gaming period was playing Halo 3 online with friends. Like that was the best like most fun I've had playing a video game. I missed out really on that. I wasn't that. allowed to play rated M games at the <laughs> time. Well, you know, just based off of that experience alone, I want to give it the 360 NS tier. Yeah, I uh, like, I think uh, that's fair. Uh, I I never owned one, but I I I have very fond memories of playing one. It got the last Destroy Humans game, Destroy Humans three. I think was 360 exclusive. Yeah, and which, just a, just a quick aside, this was the first generation to do HD gaming, right? Yeah, and I like how at the beginning they really advertised that, like they had like 1080p and stuff on the boxes, but in reality, the PS3 and 360, like 720p was the 720p max. 30 FPS, yeah. yeah. So, but they try. They made it look good. A lot of them, you know. Yeah, they did. No, I mean, like Uncharted, Uncharted looks, looks fantastic. Good today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the eighth generation? Yeah. Um. Is it? This is the last generation we're gonna do, right? We're not gonna talk PS4 or uh, PS5, Xbox Series X. I mean, we could, but it's still. I mean, it's been like six months, right? Like, so yeah, oh, we gotta well, talk Switch though. There's not much. Yeah, I think Switch has been out long enough that we could. We'll, we'll talk Switch. Switch. Be, yeah, Switch will be our one Gen Nine, maybe. Well, well, or we could just call Switch the. Uh, oh, we got to talk 3DS too, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah. uh, let's just uh, kick things off with the Wii U. Wii U kind of sucks. Right? Can, can like, we? Can we? Uh, can we? Can we all concede that this is like a B tier console? Yeah, I think B is fair. It has a lot of really it's, good games. It's held afloat by, like, two exclusives. They're yeah, exclusives. and all of its exclusives are on Switch and Counterpoint, better. not Breath yet. Breath of the Wild. 
Breath of the Wild is a Nintendo Switch, Switch game, and you can't Switch. convince me otherwise. Yeah, it had, I guess... Uh, the tablet from the game was clearly a Wii U tablet. Yeah. I, I Okay, so I, I played Breath of the Wild first on Wii U, right? And I was... And I don't do this very often, but I absolutely bought Breath of the Wild a second time to play the superior version on the Switch. Yeah. Did the DLC even come to the Wii U? I think... Who knows? Might have. Dude, I yeah. think... I mean, Breath I, of the Wild is probably the best case to be made about the Wii U, but so, it's not... Funny story. So when they first announced the Wii U, I was like, yes, this is what I was looking for. Nintendo, after being casual with the Wii, is finally returning yeah. back to their base. It, it looked like, like a return awesome. to the GameCube. Yeah, yeah. that's what it felt like. I was like. like, I got this Wii U. I think over the course of you know that entire generation, I had like three Wii U games. Yeah. Like one was Smash, one was Mario Kart, and then I think one was like some weird like me thing. That yeah, I got. so I, I remember my exact thought process when I got a Wii U. I was like, well, Smash Bros. is out on it. I want that. It's absolutely going to have a Zelda game. It's absolutely oh, going to yeah. have a Metroid game. I want those. And then that <laughs> neither of those ended up yeah. being the case. And I just ended up never playing the thing. It gathered dust on my shelf for however many years until I ended up. It's, it's the only Nintendo console I don't own today. I sold it to uh, my ex's sister. Uh, yeah, I still have my Wii U. Uh, probably going to be worth a lot one day, but... Yeah. yeah, it's definitely my least played Nintendo console by far. Yeah, it, it's like a B or a C tier. It had some good games, but like those games had like such critical flaws that ended up being fixed on the Switch. Like Mario 3D World was a good game, but it was so slow on the Wii U, and all they had to do was speed it up, and suddenly it's like a 10 out of 10 on the Switch. Yeah. So. It, but they did have like really cool like asymmetric multiplayer games with like they had controllers like, and the tablet. They had, like, two of those, and they were both yeah. included in Nintendo Land. <laughs> like Nintendo Land, that's the game I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's yeah the that other was their counter to Wii Sports. And Nintendo Land yeah. was kind of fun. Nintendo Land made me, that you know, that was a launch title, and it gave me hope. But I think the, um, the fact that their foray into HD was a new Super Mario Bros. game, that should have told us that this was not a good console. <laughs> like... Yeah, it really is curious, isn't it? Like it didn't you, get it didn't get a real 3D Mario. It didn't get it didn't get a Zelda. I'm not gonna count so Breath of the Wild. I feel like okay, let me let me make a conjecture here. I feel like the reason the Wii U sucked was because it was Nintendo being reactionary to the hardcore response to the Wii. I think that's what it was, right? Like they're I, like, I okay, don't think we're that's st- why it sucked. I think the Wii U sucked because. It had no third-party support. It was That's so true. much yeah. weaker than its contemporaries. But I was just going to say, like, they they created the Wii U as to sort of, like, you know, jump into the on the HD train and sort of return back to the core gamer, even though it had, like, quirky things like the tablet and stuff. But, like, I feel like Nintendo, if they were left to their own devices, like, uh, uninfluenced by, like, the backlash, maybe they would have come up with a different console, right? And that's when we get to the Switch, right? Like, the Switch... Was Nintendo firing on all sil- creative cylinders again? I don't know. Yeah, just a, counterpoint, just though. Had Nintendo not gone HD, they would have not found success. I think even casual people, if you handed them component cables in 2015, like, they'd have been... Or what, when would the 2012? When did the Wii U come out? Ooh, that sounds right. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. I think it was actually hold, hold on. Man, 10 years on, yeah, people would think maybe people would feel nostalgic for the Wii U, but... I, I think I in 20 years, no one's going to remember the Wii U. Yeah, the Wii U is, is the second most forgettable Nintendo console. The and only other one is... 
Uh, the only other Nintendo console that I think is more forgettable than the Wii U is the Virtual Boy, which I am putting in the S tier. Uh, yeah. And I'm not going to talk about it. I, I think the Wii U is just so forgettable. Yeah, the Wii U is clearly a B or a C tier. It's just not a good console. It it really had nothing on it. Like, yeah, oh, like, it had a couple HD remakes. Yeah. And it, like, got a couple, like, really bad ports. Like, it did get like, Bayonetta 1 and Bayonetta 2, which were very good. But, uh,. Like, even the Sega Saturn got better games than the Wii U did. Yeah, and that's why, so, that's why the Wii U is B-tier. B-tier like, for the, the Wii U. This mm-hmm. is the console... Uh, no, we're throwing it down a W-tier. <laughs> this is our tier list. I can decide what <laughs> what letters we assign. Okay, sure. Uh, But it's just a shame. It had Smash, but... That's literally yeah. every Nintendo. It had Smash Four, released. which is the most forgettable Smash game, in my opinion. It had the worst classic mode. It had a. Uh, it had a DS. I board. mean, it was a breath of fresh air after Brawl, but like the gameplay was better than Brawl, but Brawl was more ambitious because of the story mode. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely got bored with Smash Four faster. Yeah, and I, I never bought the DLC. All right. Yeah. I think we can move on. Wii U. B tier. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo 3DS though. Uh, Nintendo 3DS is amazing because it has the best version of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, uh, and the best version and Majora's of Majora's Mask. Yeah. And Super Mario 3D Land is really fun. And uh, I remember holding one of these things for the first time. I just like couldn't believe that like there was glasses free 3D. And this was back then. Like 3D was like a craze, right? Like 3D movies were coming out. Like it's still people were so thinking like that it's the only glasses free 3D on the market. Yeah, too. I, maybe Nintendo yeah. patented that technology or something. But like they did. Yeah. I think uh, you know like. 3D TVs were popular during this time, so, like, the fact that Nintendo nailed it, like, it made it really sort of a cool novelty, even though, like, yeah. once I finally got it, I really didn't use the 3D Never effect that much. I yeah. think, like, 3D was wild because it was just, everyone wanted it. And I never understood it, like... Yeah, it I never really liked 3D. It 4K came through. It's like, oh, they had more graphic fidelity. I never but liked 3D movies, 3D but I loved the 3DS. Strange. Every game coming, every like AAA game coming out at the time had some 3D support integrated into it. That's not true. It felt like it. Like a, a lot, lot of them. Well, yeah, out. like a lot of them at the beginning did, but some games on the 3DS actually don't support 3D. A lot of the Pokemon games don't. Oh, I'm the, talking about uh, like every game for like other consoles at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. The Assassin's Creed had 3D options. Oh yeah, on the PS3. Yeah, and Call of Duty Black had Ops had 3D. 3D. It was really 3D weird. Options. It was so yeah, hard don't... to see anything on Black Ops in 3D. So my mom actually had a 3D TV back then. Um, and I played Black Ops in 3D. And I, all I remember is playing zombies in 3D. And, like, the glasses were dark enough that I could not see anything. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No. The, the, I don't know. The 3DS, I think, definitely gets points, too, for being completely backwards compatible, at least at first, th- uh, to the, the DS. So you instantly had that amazing catalog of games. and then Oh, like, my God, yeah. We got, you know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask on that thing. Yeah, yeah and um, 3D Land was good. Um, New Super Mario Bros. 2 gets slept on a little bit. It's one of the better New Super Mario Bros. games, but that doesn't really get you any points because yeah. I hate that series. It, it is a also shame. It had a strong catalog of, uh, you know, virtual console games. Yeah, it did. Uh, also, Monster Hunter 4U was my first, uh, my first Monster Hunter game. And... Uh, Probably, it's still a lot of people consider it the strongest in the series. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, I think it was. I know it was a U. God, I love that game. So, what yeah. am I hearing here? 
Uh, you're here in S tier. It's S-tier. the 3DS. It, okay. I mean, I think the, I want to say the 3DS sold even better than the DS. Like everybody had one of these things. Uh, I I kind of want to dispute that. I feel like the DS was more popular, but maybe this maybe. was one of those cases also, where the 3DS was out so long, maybe it the, caught up. This this is actually a hot take from me probably, but I think the 3DS had the superior version of Smash 4. Oh yeah, I forgot. Smash 4 was that weird one that was on 3DS and Wii U. Yeah, I think the art style was stronger on the 3DS. I liked the stages more, and uh, I thought the classic mode was better, and I thought that um, the the weird like Smash Tour, I think it was called, the weird multiplayer mode where like you ran around a map and collected collectibles, I think that was cooler than the, the Wii U equivalent. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I ever actually own Smash on 3DS, but I definitely played it before, like, with friends and stuff, and, yeah, I mean, it, it did definitely... Did it have download play? I think it did. Maybe, I think. <sighs> That'd be wild. I, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, amazing, no, uh, amazing console. I still play my 3DS occasionally. I use it uh, to play DS games a lot. Uh, I have it hacked, so I use it to play, like, emulators and stuff. It's a It's an excellent Game Boy and Game Boy Advance emulator. Because it, you know, it's ob- It has that Nintendo feel to it. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was the last. The 3DS is the last stand of 3D. Yeah, for sure. It, 3D. 3D. Anything was just a. Was a 2010s fad. I mean, I remember like it being like I think OK Go released a, a 3D music video exclusive to the 3DS, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, but OK uh, Go stuff is like weird, that. And they always release weird I- stuff. I remember any 3DS trailers and stuff they had to put on the eShop for the 3DS because, like, otherwise you didn't get the full experience. That was where you yeah. had to watch the trailers. Also, right, yeah. I, I I fell out of love with Pokemon in the, uh, like, I didn't play Black, White, or Black 2 and White 2. I didn't play those. And I kind of jumped back in on uh, X and Y. And I, oh, I, I, X and Y hold, like, I like because it kind of got me back into Pokemon. And then uh sun and moon hold a special place in my heart just because they really did shake up the formula a lot and i i really liked it i like sun and moon a whole lot and he got short and shield, short but sword and shield I, I mean i honestly i don't get to talk about those i never played them well that's that's on switch right yeah so. yeah but, but yeah, yeah i i think the 3ds <laughs> is easily s tier even like i mean i bought it on launch day and it's i i don't buy very many things on launch day <laughs> I didn't yeah, and they had that, uh, you know, like it didn't do well at launch, and that's when they introduced that ambassador program. I oh, really was an ambassador. Sort of backfilled a bunch of games if you were an early adopter, which is kind of games neat. too. One of those games was that was the first time I played Link's Awakening. Was uh, in oh the, wow, yeah, yeah, ambassador program. Huh. So uh, the Switch is actually considered part of Gen Eight. That uh, it's all arbitrary. I don't think anyone. Yeah. I think we just do Switch last, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's move, move on, on to the to Xbox One. Uh, sure. Yeah, God, I was gonna I say PS4, but I, I, I kind of want to. I think X. I think PS4 is easier than Xbox One, so I kind of yeah. want to do Xbox so, One first. Okay, sure. Don yeah. Matrick. So at launch, Don, this console your is first a C. words out of your mouth are Don Matrick. Yeah, Don at launch, this console is like a C or a D tier at best. However, over the course the reversal, of the console's though. lifespan, it yeah. constantly got better. Yeah, at release, this was a D or maybe even F tier console. Yeah. But, like, Phil Spencer just putting in the work to make this thing, you know, acceptable. Xbox, the existence of Xbox Game Pass alone makes the Xbox One an S-tier console. Uh, yeah. I don't want to dispute that. Like, I, was gonna, I, I was going to suggest, like, some exclusives that I really couldn't think of any. Like, I don't think I have ever actually played an Xbox One. 
like in my entire life. I don't think I've ever played one. However, I play with people on an Xbox One almost every single day. Yeah. This crossplay became like, a thing. And we, it's weird. We just look on Game Pass and we're like, hey, what games are on Game Pass? Because we'll be able to play them together. And I, I feel like the start of the Xbox One was weird because there were a lot of Microsoft employees. Like one of them was on Twitter. It's like I don't get the drama b- between having an always-on console, which is. He just kind of condescendingly referred to people like, "Ah, consoles are always online. Let's go." I mean, these, yeah, these it's, people it's really, really are like, like West Coast people are really disconnected from the rest of the world. They they genuinely don't understand that some people don't have internet. Yeah, like, so or it, that's their internet so, garbage. It's amazing that like if you compare like 2013 Xbox One to 2020 Xbox One, they're like two completely different consoles. Absolutely different consoles. I mean, especially yeah. with the. I mean, we're just going to lump the Xbox One X in here, right? And that's like, Xbox One X is a very strong console. Like, it did yeah. native 4K and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, X- Xbox, you know, I don't. I think X- this generation in particular, Xbox was really lacking in the exclusives category, but they more than made up with it with the revolutionary Game Pass. And for that, I'm going to give them an S2. Yeah, they, they got a really bad Halo release, at least... Yeah, Halo what 5 they got. was bad. But... Halo 5 was not good. Uh, Halo Master 5 Chief collection was, uh, you know, shaky at first, but shaky. definitely turned into, shaky. like, yeah, I mean, something I really cool. I really yeah. like it, yeah. Just I played it on PC, and which personally, it was shaky. Uh, you know, I didn't touch my Xbox One too much, but Master Chief Collection and also Rare Replay played that on. Oh, yeah, Rare was, Replay. Was fantastic. Yeah. I don't like Banjo-Kazooie that much, but <laughs> I'll, I'll give them points for Rare Replay. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on to the PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. So I think Good this company. is Sony firing on all cylinders, to be perfectly honest. I think the PS4 yeah. really took the gaming world by storm, and not just because of their excellent first-party output. I feel like Sony really made a lot of strategic third-party partnerships uh, to the point where, like like we said before, people really associate video games with PlayStation now because of this console, I think. Yeah. yeah. PlayStation um, fired on all cylinders here and had just ex- good exclusive after good exclusive. Oh yeah, like let's just, it's just you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just looking. I only have four games on my PS4, but those four games are Spider-Man, incredible. Yeah. Uncharted 4, incredible. Bloodborne, incredible, and Persona 5, which is like incredible. in a league its own. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No. And it. Yeah. Those are all excellent exclusives. In addition to that, let's see. We've got Horizon Zero Dawn, one of my personal favorites. God of War 2018, which is one of my favorite yeah, games of all time at this point. We've I got Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Part Two, Infamous, like yeah, Infamous, infamous Second Son, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah finally, that was yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only thing I'm I'm ready to knock PS4 points for there are two problems it has. One. And this might be a hot take. I don't know how people feel about this. I don't like its controller that much. The DualSense is way better. The PS3 DualShock is way better, in my oh, opinion. Oh, that's a hot take. Yeah, I, I disagree yeah, with I know. that. DualShock 4 was superior to DualShock 3 for me, but yeah, I agree. DualSense blows everything out of the yeah, water. I, I, I really don't care expected. for the DualShock 4. And my second hot take, or not, this isn't a hot take, but making you pay for online, they're just pocketing that money, you know? <laughs> it makes me mad. I don't like it when Xbox does it. I don't like it when PlayStation does it. Yeah, I super and, don't like it when Nintendo does it. Yeah, and and it's interesting because like 
you know, PS3 was free, but like Sony saw Microsoft was getting like what, like a billions of dollars yeah, for free it, every year. Free money, yeah. So it was like, so. what? We'd be stupid not to do that. So they yeah. hopped on it too. So it is what it is at this point. It's just, you know, I don't really know if that's ever going to go away. But yeah. I will say, uh, PlayStation Plus and you know the the idea of giving away the free games every month, really, I, I really like that idea. And because of that, my catalog of games has grown to like by hundreds. And it introduced me to games that I probably wouldn't have played before. Um, so yeah. really big fan of that, too. So, yeah, but I think the story of the PS4 has got to be the exclusives for me. Like, yeah. so many memorable exclusives. Like, yeah, you know, like when I think of that console, I think of, you know, hunting down robot dinosaurs as Aloy and Horizon or, yeah. you know, suffering all the brutalities of the world as Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two, or, you know slaying gods with my son as kratos and god of war and like yeah you just don't have that many s-tier games without being an s-tier console it's just yeah you just how it is quality so yeah s-tier you hear heard it here first yep <laughs> now uh i think we're gonna wrap it up with uh, the... excuse you we have to oh talk my god about the vita. vita how could i forget the vita <laughs> oh my god the vita I mean, the Vita is an S tier in my opinion. Vita like, means yeah. life. Yeah, I love the Vita. I'm so sad that it got dunked on so hard. It by got, all just... it got was visual novels, right? It got no, a lot it, of Japanese it, games, it actually, but it no, got a lot of Sony ports. supported it for a little bit. It got it had, it, it had Uncharted: Golden Abyss. It had Killzone: yeah. Mercenary. It had it had Mortal Kombat 9. <laughs> and then and then people figured out, oh, we could just put our visual novels on here. It yeah, it, no, let's no, like, it, it, it got a lot it of ports. Danganronpa 1 through 3 like and yeah. a bunch of other like visual novel style games they they were really popular on there. Little Big Planet Vita's like little the big best Planet little Vita. big planet. Tearaway. Tearaway was a fantastic oh. little game that leveraged, you know, the Vita's unique controls like yeah, the back the touch was really cool. Like having the back touch screen yeah. like that was cool. No games used it, but it was cool. Very <laughs> very unique piece of tech that, you know, maybe was a little too unique for its own good. Well, it was actually a terrible idea because, like, that thing was super fragile. I've never dropped my Vita because I I know yeah, it's a, it. it's a it's it's a fragile thing. But you know, first handheld for, uh, to use an OLED screen, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it's a good looking screen. It's a uh, it's I I use it for a lot of emulation as well. Uh, before I hacked my 3DS. It's a it's a good console, S tier for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, I don't even think that's a hot take. I don't think anybody dislikes the Vita anymore. I, people just didn't buy them. Yeah, like, it just didn't. Yeah. I mean, like when your competition sell. is the DS, like yeah, it's, the 3DS, it's tough, yeah. you know, like so. And like the Vita, um, remote play, remote play started. Oh on yeah, the remote remote play was a huge uh, innovation. Yeah, yeah, I remember I played a lot of um Spyro through remote play on my Vita. Yeah, yeah I was... remember like I remember before like I I used to stream like my PS4 to my Vita and just play my play my console that way it was very neat and if you hack your vita you can stream your pc to it and it's pretty good for that too nice yeah oh you say something video graphics card for that it's it's neat that the vita was it's like a piece of gaming history that people are going to remember it just didn't sell well it was just a circumstance yeah well okay so it didn't just not sell well it didn't sell well because sony got greedy like the the proprietary memory card thing seriously hurt the vita it also suffered because it was at the time where smartphones were exploding yeah yeah and i also you know like it did get first party support for a while but that dropped off pretty quickly you know much quicker than how nintendo you know like nintendo 
supports their handhelds yeah. throughout. You know, it was the first dual stick uh, portable, wasn't it? Like, was it? It's super weird. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because I don't think we're gonna see handhelds like like the DS or the PS Vita ever again. No, because now they're switched. just gonna yeah. Now they're just gonna throw things on mobile or make a hybrid console. Yeah. There's no need to have a standalone handheld when you can just. Interesting to see, like, if anyone aside from Nintendo tries to go for a hybrid console, I don't see them succeeding. Yeah. I I think Microsoft are the only ones that would do it, and I don't think they would do a hybrid console. I think they would sell a phone accessory. Yeah. Uh, A first party controller for your phone. Or they throw like a new app store. Uh, for xCloud yeah so yeah let's move on to the last console here we want to rank the nintendo I, switch i mean it's got breath of the wild it's got mario odyssey it has smash i mean Ultimate. i think a lot of people would see this as a return to form for nintendo honestly absolutely like i they think were, you know if yeah. ps4 was sony firing on all cylinders switch is nintendo firing on all cylinders to be yeah honest. the the e3 that nintendo revealed switch was just like just pure hype Dude, Nintendo I remember that I remember that E3, and I was one of the detractors. I was like, this because, thing is going to be garbage, and yeah, I was I so wrong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think there yeah. was anything wrong with hardware. I was just not convinced Nintendo was capable of making good games anymore. Coincidentally, I think one of the first podcasts I was on was actually, we were talking about the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and I, no, the, I Breath of the Wild yeah. was what changed my mind. Like, I saw yeah. how good Breath of the Wild was, and I was like, oh my god, Nintendo, like, can make good games again. Like... And not only good games, some of the most in- innovative games ever, you know, like... And, yeah, and the Nintendo, like, the power of the then, Nintendo Switch is so much that it makes the Wii U look better in retrospect. Like, all these Wii U games that got ported to Switch now, like, they just make more sense on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, and it's interesting, because, right, like, t- towards the tail end of the Wii U, Nintendo knew. Like, they were like, yeah, this this console sucks, we don't want to put games out there to just die so in addition to what was originally being planned for the Switch, a lot of games that were being developed for Wii U got pushed to the Switch. So the Switch just got this absolute, like, you know, monsoon of games. Yeah. And it's uh, it worked out really well for them. And it has so many Wii U ports that nobody played, like Captain yeah. Toad, amazing. Right, yeah. Pikmin 3, pretty good. Uh, Pikmin 3 is actually one of the, like, two Wii U games I actually owned. Uh, Mario 3D World, uh... Uh, you know, they take Mario 3D World, a game that was okay. That was yeah, they speed it up, make it way better. They add online multiplayer that works, make it way better. And then they add Bowser's Fury on top of that, like one of Mario's best outings ever. Like, I, I think, you know, we'd be remiss to not mention one of the crown jewels of the Nintendo Switch, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. What an achievement it's, in gaming. It's the best Smash game, in my opinion. I know there are people out there that are going to say it's Melee, but... No, I mean, like... I think gameplay-wise, I prefer Melee, but I think Smash is the best Smash game just because of, like, look at what's in it. Like, it's a celebration of video game history unlike any other game that's existed before. Like, it's it's an amazing achievement. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think... Yeah. So much in it. The only argument against putting uh, the Switch in S-tier is that it's online is garbage. And, like, it's Nintendo. It's online is garbage, but, like, I feel like the games on it are so good, it kind yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, the online is, like, an afterthought in a lot of these games, too. Like, Mario Maker, the online sucks, but if they had just not put it in, I wouldn't have complained, I don't think. Like, All right, so, yeah, Nintendo Switch, easy Easy. So, so there you looking have back, it. yeah, I think, um, you know, I don't know if people are going to agree with all of our placements on this tier list. I think 
you know, some of them, some of them could have been a little lower, maybe some a little higher. Yeah, uh, I feel like people are going to try to put the Wii U up in double S tier, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that people are going <laughs> to agree with my placement of the Virtual Boy in S tier necessarily, but I think the Virtual Did Boy. Did we even talk really about good. the Virtual Boy? No, we I, don't I, need I, to. I slid it in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we really don't need to talk about. So yeah, the there Virtual you have Boy. it. Every console ever in S tier, except for the Wii U, which is B tier. Yeah. yeah. That's maybe. our definitive list. Maybe we were a little harsh on the Wii U. Nah. Maybe. I think we were we were pretty generous actually. <laughs> Uh, come back in a decade when we're going to be talking about the ninth generation of consoles. Yeah. So I'm actually uh, excited to talk about the games we've been playing this week. Okay, uh, go I for it. I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah let's, I'm going to try uh, to keep it I'm, brief. <laughs> I'm going to get it in quick because, yeah, we, this is a long episode. But um, I've been playing Dragon Quest Builders 2. And uh, friend, friend of the show uh, and a uh, long, long time ago he was on the show, uh, Jordan, like he was always telling me I needed to check out Dragon Quest Builders, and I never did. Dragon Quest Builders 2 was put on Game Pass, and uh, I gave it a very generous shot because this game starts slow, like really slow. Yeah. Like agonizingly slow. Like I, I was ready to put it down so many times, but I actually got through it, and it is like a really good game. Like it's just really wholesome. It's got really fun building mechanics. The combat is passable. Uh, but it, like, actually rewards you for building, like, specific buildings for your villagers and stuff. Like, some of them want sp- specific stuff in their bedroom, and they don't tell you that necessarily. It's kind of a guessing game, but you can tell by their personality. And, like, you can build a restaurant by putting a dining room connected to a kitchen room, and, like, they'll actually work in the kitchen, and the people that aren't cooks will come eat in the dining room. And, like, you you have to make a bathroom for them, and they'll they're, they'll be way happier if you make a bathroom, and you can actually... uh extract fertilizer from the bathroom for your farms and stuff like there's just a lot going on and it it just has some smart stuff like there are missions you can do to get infinite of a building resource so you don't have to worry about collecting it anymore and you can just focus on building your cool castle or whatever that you want to build which i think is really smart uh because the mission's not like it's not hard but it's not really easy either so it's not a given it's actually something you have to put effort into which makes it feel like earned uh and really, I just I just really like it. I think it, it a lot of Minecraft clones, quote unquote, fall into this trap where they put way too many block types in it. And uh, Dragon Quest dances with that, but uh, I, as far as I can tell so far, it has like the perfect number of blocks. Like there's enough that I feel like there's variety, but like it's pretty easy to pick out a palette that you want to work in. I don't know. Yeah. I really like it. Uh, sorry, I had to talk so fast. This is a long episode, but it's a very yeah. good video game. Okay. The multiplayer in it is garbage, but it's fun single player. So. Yeah, I've heard really good things about builders. So. Yeah, it's I in Game Pass. I recommend shot. you check it out if you have time to slog through the terrible opening. Yeah, okay. I might have to check it out. Mike, what about you? Uh, so I I don't think I've talked about VTOL VR yet, have I? No, but I've seen you streaming it. Okay. Oh God. Uh, I've never thought like I'm I'm a, I'm a flight simulator person, mostly yeah. combat flight simulators because I've played a lot of them. And VTOL VR kind of stands out in that it's all VR-based, and I don't need a like a single HOTUS system at all, which is great. That is really good. It's all VR controls, and it's kind of difficult. I didn't... It, it, the first bits are easy. Like, learning to fly the plane, it feels kind of natural if you've played any simulator before. And eventually you get to the point where you have to dodge missiles. <laughs> Let me tell you how hard it is to dodge a missile. <laughs> 
Like, there's a lot of switches in the cockpits. They all do something. Sometimes I've forgotten to put my canopy down and lost the canopy, and I've just been exposed to the wind. Uh, they don't that simulate that, thankfully. No, they don't simulate it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they, they do. They, but... they do a lot of different skips to make it fun and not super realistic. Like starting the plane up is only like five steps instead of like forty. Yeah. Uh, which is nice, but it's it's really cool. Like I I expected to enjoy it, and I was pleasantly surprised at how much it made you feel like you're a pilot, while also not making you feel like you're a pilot. Like, everything works pretty well in tandem. You spend a lot of time staring at a radar screen, waiting for someone to come in your missile range, but, you know. As the pilot of VTOL does. Yeah, yeah as the pilot, as as you do. It, it skips a lot of the, oh, I'm engaging from miles away because I can't see you. So, yeah. it's nice. You still have, like, these handy red things around targets, which otherwise you'd never see them. Yeah. It, it takes steps to make it less painful. And I like that. Yeah, sounds good. Sweet. Okay, I guess uh, I can round us off here. I have two things to report. One really Not quick. Right retur- out of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One really quick uh, returnal. So I uh, I unlocked the secret ending. I've basically done everything I can in that game. I've gotten to the point where I can just run through that game easily. Like, yep. And I've just become a master of it. How and, long did is, it take you to... Uh... Get the secret end. Like you lost your secret ending, right? So how long did it take you to get it back? Or I don't know. I don't know what you mean by I lost it, but I, I, I thought you like game. hadn't saved or something. No, no, no. I beat the game, but it required you have to basically beat the game a couple more times to do find some unique items to get the secret ending, and I basically did that last week. Okay. So <clears throat> yeah, no, it, it was great. I think I have like something like thirty hours in the game so far, and my only complaint is just I wish there was more of it. You know, like. You know, I've basically mastered the six levels, and I just wish there was more. Uh, other than that, fantastic game. Last week, I did neglect to mention something really cool about the dual sense. The way you aim in this game, you press down on L2, but, uh, you know, the dual sense has programmable resistance, right? So you push down on L2, and it stops, like, halfway, right? And that's how you aim your weapon. If you fully hold down L2, it enters alt-fire mode, and you can use, like, special abilities. And you'd think... That wouldn't be intuitive or wouldn't work, but it works really well. Like, there's no chance of you accidentally holding alt fire and stuff. Like, the resistivity in the in the trigger really it, it works well enough for you to make that distinction really easily. And I thought that was cool. That's cool because the the Steam controller tried to do that and it didn't really work for me. Yeah, I never really used that feature. But yeah, Returnal, fantastic game. I hope it sells well. It doesn't really look like it is selling well, which really gets me worried, but I hope it does sell well because Housemark is a fantastic developer. Okay, second game, uh, Resident Evil Village. I've been playing Resident oh, yeah, Evil I Village. I forgot about that. So what's interesting, it seems like this sort of like May, June, April time frame is turning into a really like gamer period for me. Like we got Returnal, Resident Evil, and there's Mass Effect coming this weekend. But yeah, Resident Evil Village, I'm really enjoying this game. I think I like it a lot more than Resident Evil 7. I, I think I like it a lot more because of the, uh, I think the setting, like the gothic horror in the village and like the old castles and like, you know, the shiny, like reflective wood finishes in the castles and like the wet cobblestone and brick, like that whole aesthetic really is pleasing to me, I think. 
and like this you know village in the winter like, i know which part of the aesthetic was really pleasing to you ammon oh uh-huh. <laughs> what's that have you not seen all this he all the, all the people who are super horny for Lady oh Dim- right yeah Lady Dimitri yeah <laughs> so yeah no like yeah the the aesthetic is really cool in the game and uh, I do want to say though that like I do think this game is less scary than Resident Evil Seven overall and like more actiony like there's more set pieces but I'm like totally okay with that for whatever reason because I I think the aesthetic of the game is so strong and it really just draws me in. And, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And that's what I've been playing. And that is this episode. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you, uh, where you rank your consoles. And uh, um, how our list compares to yours. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. let us know on the Discord. And, uh, this has been Game Talk. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use, and click the link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yep. See you guys next week. Yeah, see, see you guys next, next week. Bye.